All right, and welcome to Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast. And my name is PJ Jinky, and I am Just a Guy Talking Football with you. So, we're going to do this weekly podcast. This is the first one ever, so welcome in. And we're going to go over preseason power rankings today, as long as well with my preseason Super Bowl slash playoff predictions. So let's not hesitate. Let's dive right in. Here we go. Number 32, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, when I did these power rankings in late August, I the Arizona Cardinals had not done the frenzy of moves that they were that they have recently done where they made some trades. They cut Colt McCoy. In my opinion, they're completely phoning it in this year. Tanking is not a word they'd like to use in the NFL, but if this is the closest team, that's probably doing it. All right, next up, number 31, is the Houston Texans. Now, I don't expect the Houston Texans to finish at this low in the power rankings, but this is where they're going to start. A couple things. They got a uh, rookie quarterback. They got good building pieces, but... You know, they're just starting to pull out of the hole. Deshaun Watson slash rebuilding mess and pointing in a new direction. They got a good coach. I think they're going to be good. They got some growing pain, so they're going to have some stuff that they're going to have to work through. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, when I think of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I think of a Buccaneer ship basically on fire in the middle of the ocean and people trying to jump off overboard as best they can because this team is struggling. Uh, Todd Bowles is a decent coach, I think, but I don't know if he's the right coach for what this team needs to do. You can go Kyle Trask, you could go Baker Mayfield. Either way, I don't think the quarterback really matters. They're aging in a number of positions. Mike Evans now wants to get out of there. I don't blame him. It's just, I don't know where this team's going to go, and I just, they could very well be the worst in their division for sure. And close to the bottom in the NFC, if not the whole league. All right, next up is the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Carolina Panthers have plenty of things to be excited about. They've got their rookie quarterback, hopefully quarterback of the future. They've got a pretty decent defense, but they need to repeat on that defensive performance from last year. Brian Burns is in a holding situation right now, so we don't know where he's at. This is the other thing that worries about me. Bryce Young... Rookie quarterback, not a strong offensive line there right now. That worries me, especially for a younger quarterback. So Frank Reich has his uh, work cut out for him. I like Frank Reich as a coach. I didn't think he got a fair shake in Indy because I think Indy, in my opinion, was just off the rails trying to find whatever quarterback they could every year. So and I don't think that's Frank Reich's fault. So... Carolina Panthers, though, still going to have some growing pains with that rookie quarterback. I just hope that that offensive line can keep him upright. Now, number 28, speaking of Indianapolis, here we go with Indianapolis Colts. Now, they are also starting a rookie quarterback. That's not necessarily a trend here for the low power rankings. I know it might seem like it. Now, if you ask me, though, I think Anthony Richardson will have the best first year out of all the rookie quarterbacks. And that's just because he is an athletic beast. He just can make probably plays happen. But the problem that I have with the Colts right now is what's going on with Jonathan Taylor? We don't know. They don't know, And frankly, in my opinion. And what's going to go on with that locker room around this whole situation? You're trying to get a new coach in there, which I think Shane Steichen will be pretty good. 
especially with Richardson, knowing what he did with Jalen Hurts. But with this kind of situation, that locker room and Jonathan Taylor, he was a pretty popular guy there, I would say. You know, maybe, you know, I just think that if this thing keeps going south, you could watch the locker room keep disbanding, and that's not a way that you want to build. All right, going to number 27, Las Vegas Raiders. I could be characterized as a Jimmy G unbeliever. I think Jimmy G's the okay quarterback, but he's always hurt. He's always not making the big play. I think he fit really well in Kyle Shanahan's offense, but that's also because I think most quarterbacks, if you can make the right play in Kyle Shanahan's offense, would do good. But now you're going to Josh McDaniel's offense. Now he's he's used to it before from, from New England times. But my whole thing is, what is going to go on with these Raiders? I wasn't a big, big, big believer in the Raiders last year. I'm not a big believer in the Raiders this year. On that defense, other than Max Crosby, I, nobody's really you know, doing it for me. Chandler Jones now is having problems as of yesterday and wants to maybe get out. So I don't know. This this Las Vegas Raiders thing, still not sold on it. I think definitely uh, bottom of the barrel of the AFC West and could be bottom of the barrel of the AFC. Okay, now going on to the LA Rams. Well, the LA Rams a couple years ago said F them picks. Well, they F them picks and they kind of F their team. So with that, I mean, you you got aging pieces that they've signed for big money. Now they're starting to trade them off. You saw Jalen Ramsey move in the offseason. To be honest with you, the rumors were out there, and I believe them. I think they would have traded Matt Stafford if they could. If they could have got a taker to get something for Stafford, I think they would have traded him in a heartbeat. And I really think that they would have just moved on and started that rookie quarterback from Georgia. And to be honest with you, I think they might be doing that next year. So... Last days of Stafford, now Cooper Cup's got a hamstring injury, which just says to me, so soft tissue injuries, especially with wide receivers for their explosive and their breaks, it just doesn't point to good things. They got Aaron Donald, you know, there's worries that he's got one foot in, one foot out. But like I said, they said F them picks, they F their team, they're in major rebuild, we'll see what happens. All right, number 25 on the list, Chicago Bears. Yes, that's right, my Chicago Bears, 25. Now, Fields needs to make the next step up, but here's a couple things that could be not helping him there. I think the O-line is still a mystery to me. Yes, they got that good piece of right at the right tackle, but they've got some injuries. Tevin Jenkins is hurt. There's just a little mystery of who's starting center, who's going to be the guard, who's going to be this. Uh, you know, Braxton Jones was a good left tackle last year, So, but the O-line still got a lot of questions. My other big question, too, is... Is this defense going to be able to help out Fields at all? Because this defense, they did make add some pieces. Totally agree. Totally agree that they added some pieces. But I'm really curious because this defense, all preseason, barely played together. So I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to be and how they're going to be. Because Eberflus is technically a defensive coach. So he's got an idea. He, was a, he had good defenses in Indy. So we'll see what happens. With all of that, they did add some pieces around Justin Fields. Now it's all up to him and Luke Getze, in my opinion, to see if he takes that next step up. All right. Number 24, Denver Broncos. Now, these are a team that had some good pieces last year. Really horrible play, as we saw. Russell Wilson was not Russell Wilson. You know, they let Russ cook, and believe me, that kitchen was on fire. But now they got Sean Payton. 
pretty proven uh, head coach. They had a pretty decent defense. They weren't necessarily giving up huge amounts of points last year. So, can Sean Payton right the ship? I believe he can. I believe that there's still something left in Russell Wilson. So, and I think he's just trying to get him to focus. So, definitely think Denver can be higher on, you know, later on in the year. But for right now, until they, until they start proving it, Denver Broncos are your 24th team overall. All right, 23rd. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. And there's a reason why they're this low for me. Okay? Hear me out. They got plenty of great skill players. Plenty of great skill players. They they do. They got Kyle Pitts. They got Drake London. Now they got B. Sean Robinson. They got Cordell Patterson. They got that Aguilar that was their running back too. They got plenty of people on that team, skill position-wise. And their offensive line is killer. But these are the things that worry me a little bit. Desmond Ritter is a quarterback. Now you're like, well, well, hang on. You know, he's got to get a chance. I totally agree he's got to get a chance. Listen, they had Marcus Mariota last year with all those skill players too. And they didn't look so hot. And they pretty much had that whole offensive line there last year too. So, you know, I'm not going to say that Desmond Ritter's going to come in and just all of a sudden this team's going to be, you know, playoff caliber. I do like our, our, you know, their coach. I think he can, you know, be okay. But let's see what he does when he puts it together. Desmond Ritter, a lot is on his shoulders this year for those uh, Atlanta Falcons. They could absolutely, they could win that division. I, I can't deny him that. But for right now, I'm a little shaky on the belief in the Atlanta Falcons. All right, 22. We got the New England Patriots. Now, New England Patriots have uh, solidified Mac Jones as a starter. They've got a great killer defense. I, and they got Bill O'Brien back calling the offense, which I think is a huge step, and it's going to be a huge step in, in Mac Jones progressing. They still, I don't know who the heck he's going to be throwing the ball to. They got Devontae Parker, I like a lot. I just read uh, yesterday that they're calling Juju, they signed Juju Smith Schuster. Now they're saying that Juju's knee is about ready to explode. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's had this knee problem for a while, but. That doesn't make me feel any good, any better, pardon me, about where the New England Patriots' chances. They they still kind of seem like they're kind of piecing it together. But Bill O'Brien will put them together. Bill Belichick, big believer. I'm sure they'll write the ship. We'll just have to see. They're in a tough division. They're in a tough conference. Let's see what goes on. Okay, Tennessee Titans. This is a pivotal year for the Tennessee Titans because I still think that they could I think they, they could win the AFC South, and a lot of that has to do with their head coach, Mike Vrabel. Now, they have Ryan Tannehill still. They've still got some big key pieces on offense and defense that, you know, Derrick Henry you can't sleep on. They've got some decent defensive players, like I said, defensive line guys. Here is the key to me. Do you start to look at, if the team doesn't start off that well, because Tannehill's not your future, do you... If in let's say you're three and three or two and four to start the season, do you look to the future and you say, "Let's put Will Levis in." Thank you, Ryan Tannehill. But now it's time for Levis to to take the reins and grow. And basically, at that point, if you win, great. If not, he's going to gain the experience. So this is why it's a pivotal year because I can kind of see the Titans going, "Hey, you know what? We're not starting off that good. The Jacksonville Jaguars are better. This, that. What do we do? You know what?" Heck, heck with it. The AFC's too tough. Let's pack it in. Let's get Levis as much playing time as they can. Get him experienced and then retry, you know, go for it again next year. So, 
That's the Titans at number 21. Number 20, Minnesota Vikings. So, was last year a fluke? I tend to lean that way. They won a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have. They beat a lot of teams that they probably shouldn't have. But, hey, they played pretty well. Kevin O'Connell is a pretty dang good offensive coach. Kirk Cousins. uh, I mean, who didn't fall in love with this guy more uh, watching that quarterback series on Netflix? I like him. This is all signs are pointing to being his last year in Minnesota. So we'll kind of see where it goes from here. But they got killer offense. The other thing that I think that the defense was very subpar last year. Now they got Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. That's a big, big get for them. This could be a big step because I think Brian Flores will correct that defense. Now they didn't add that many pieces of defense, but he can at least probably get that defense going in a better position. But as of right now, I got him 20th. Um, overall for the power rankings. Okay, number 19, Washington Commanders. They got Sam Howell as a quarterback. Totally agree with that. Think you got to give this kid a chance. And they got enemy calling the shots there for the offense. Now, I'm not going to say I'm a big enemy believer, but it's way better than what they probably had last year. I like Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera should be given a, a medal for having to deal with all of this craziness in the front office and the ownership and all this stuff. Now it's new ownership. Let's see where he goes with it. But listen, Eric Bieniemy being there, being you know, bringing in a little of that swagger of like, hey, I've just been to how many AFC championships? I've just been to how many Super Bowls? I've been doing this. I've been winning. I've been proven. Now he's got to prove it because he's he's dying to get a job out there as a head coach. Now, here's his shot. I think that it, this is, and I really think this is a big sleeper team for this year. Okay. Number 18, the New York Giants. Okay. They both second year. They, they retained Daniel Jones. They retained Saquon Barkley. Plus, they got Darren Waller. Now, if Darren Waller can stay on the field, big if there. They could be that could be a killer get for them. Their defense, um, with uh Wink Martindale is still going to be pretty good. That NFC East is not going to be a not going to be a pushover division by any means. So the NFC though isn't as a conference is not that tough. I think the Giants easily. You could flip-flop them and the Commanders at this power ranking, but for right now, because the Giants did it last year, the Giants are 18. Okay, 17. We got the Cleveland Browns. I, I'm i hesitant on ranking them so high, but if Deshaun Watson is anything to what Deshaun Watson was before, you got to put him above these other two, these other couple teams because he's, they got Amari Cooper, They've got a couple other pieces in there, too. I think they just got this offseason Elijah Moore from the Jets, which I think he didn't get a fair shake on the Jets. But that's neither here nor there. We can talk about the Jets later. The Browns, Kevin Stefanski, definitely not a bad coach either. This is it. This is the time. Because, they, you know, they got some pieces in the, on the defense as well. But it all kind of rides with Deshaun Watson. They paid him. They've dealt with all the stuff. You know, all of that various things. And the suspension and stuff is over. So this is his first full season. First full season in two years, three years. I can't even count anymore. But Browns, here you go, 17. Number 16, the Detroit Lions. They have been improved, as we saw last year. They got that 
killer coach up there that will bite your kneecaps off, Dan Campbell. I like that guy. I think the Lions, do they live up to the hype? I'm not on the same the same place where it seems like most of the country is on the Lions. A lot of people are picking the Lions to win the division. I am not. So, But we'll get to that later. Okay, so Detroit Lions number 16. They got great pieces on offense. They're getting better. I, I Their defense, seriously, can only go up from where they were last year. Their defense wasn't really that good. But they've got some pieces they can improve. Okay, number 15 is the Green Bay Packers. Yep, the last team in the NFC North. And I still think the... The, the cream of the crop of the NFC North. Really, I don't think they're going to lose much with Jordan Love. I think that they tailored their offense a little bit around Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' wishes and, oh, let's bring in Randall Cobb. Oh, let's keep this guy. I like to keep my boys around, blah, 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 blah. That's over. They got they got Rand, uh, they got Jordan Love in there, and he's going to be ju- just fine. Jordan Love... Under the floor will probably be... This or, there's a reason they traded for him in the first round, okay? And I hate to say it, I'm not a Packers lover, but I think, once again, they're just going to discover, oh, look it, we got another good quarterback. Oh, shocking, here we go. So, very underrated team. They're, that's where I'm sitting with them at number 15 overall. Okay, New Orleans Saints come in at number 14 overall. This is a solid team and a very poor division. Derek Carr, yes, there's question marks about him. But listen, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yes, he has some ups and downs. But you know what? That Raiders organization, and once again, going back to them, I I don't think they did him any favors. I think it's good that he got a change of scenery. I, you know, maybe a little bit more belief behind him. Let's see what happens here. Plus, their defense is still pretty good. Yeah, I know they're aging at a lot of positions, but you know what? They really have some really good pieces on defense, whether aging or not. So I think that they're going to be win that division. They're the best team in that division. Pretty solid play overall. All right. Number 13, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. Sunshine coming on up. I think that they could easily finish in the top 10 um, of power rankings by the time the season's over. Very good team. Lots of great pieces. Can't wait to see what they do with the second year of Doug Peterson in the helm. They wiped away that Ur- Urban Meyer stank of the NFL uh, debut of coaching, which was, frank- frankly, very, very poor. So now that uh, they've got a little bit more to look through here with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, it's going to be good. And the other thing to watch out for is Calvin Ridley on that team, guys. He didn't play at all last year. I think he's hungry to prove that he's still a good wide receiver in this league. All right, number 12. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this, I got to tell you folks too, is truly a team to be scared of. I think they're just getting better and better. I love Mike Tomlin as a coach. Kenny Pickett, they started him pretty much for the majority of last year think that they've got great offensive pieces. They've got great defensive pieces. This is not a team that I would like to play or see on my schedule at all. So number 11 is the Seattle Seahawks. We got to look to see if Geno Smith can repeat his success of last year because he had an incredible year. Pete Carroll 
and the Seahawks look like geniuses for trading away Russell Wilson and going with Geno. Hey, now they just got to, you know, they're the second best team in, in a pretty poor division, really. So, and, and really in a pretty poor conference. They they got good pieces on offense, great wide receivers, great, you know, and really great pieces on defense, young and upcoming. So we got to see what they do with it. Number 11 overall. Okay, now we go to number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. They got a great killer defense. They have some offensive weapons. They have Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy is now calling the plays. They could easily be a top five team, or I could see them slip to a bottom of 15 team. I know that's a pretty crazy thing to say because of all that talent. I'm not a big Mike McCarthy guy. I'm not a big Jerry Jones guy just because there's just too many decisions that I think are made foolhardily sometimes in that divi- in that organization. But either way, I like I said, but I could easily see them being very good. It all depends on how Dak responds to Mike McCarthy's play calling. All right, number nine, the LA Chargers. They got a new offensive coordinator in and... We're going to have to see what he does with Justin Herbert because I think that his whole thing with Kellen Moore is to see if Justin Herbert can start throwing the ball farther down than four yards down the field because that was a crazy thing that you saw last year is they just never pushed the ball down the field that much. And for that good of a team and with that many offensive weapons, I mean, they got good receivers. They've got a good running back. And Justin Herbert's got a killer arm. They should be pushing that ball down the field. So... Now, new offensive coordinator. Hopefully, he can save Brandon Staley's job because I'll be honest with you, if it's not a good showing this year, I think it's bye-bye Brandon Staley time. All right, number eight. This one might shock a lot of people. The Buffalo Bills. Now, listen, everybody's going to be like, but PJ, PJ, the Buffalo Bills are, are a consistent playoff team. They're consistent division winners. Yeah, but here's the problem that I got with the Buffalo Bills, guys. They haven't improved that much. I mean, they really haven't. They it seems like they're still riding the coattails of, hey, we went we almost went to the AFC championship game. Well, yeah, you almost went. You didn't go. And the last couple years, they haven't really improved their team. Uh, yeah, they got James Cook. Okay, they drafted James Cook as a running back. I'm yet to see if they're going to utilize him. It seems like their running back really is Josh Allen. Hey, Josh Allen runs the ball. Hey, Josh Allen does this. Stefan Diggs, he's the main wide receiver. Yeah, they added that tight end from Utah, but I can't say that they got added some pieces to really make you worry. The problem is, it's a, it's the a Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs show on offense. And until they prove me otherwise, that's the deal. And if you figure out how to shut those two down, that's, you know, it's, it's going to be, that's about it for them. Because I just, I don't see that much more new things happening on their team. It seems like the same old show. Well, guess what? Other teams in the AFC aren't doing the same old show. So, but anyways, you can't deny that the team has some talent. They, I got him number eight overall. Number seven, the New York Jets. All right. Yep. Start that bandwagon bus because I'm I'm fully entrenched on it. I'm I'm on there. I didn't watch a lot of hard knocks. I watched a little bit, but Rogers just looks like a different person. I've watched him a long time. He looks like a happier person. That team's young, hungry, 
on offense and on defense, and you just added one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played the game to your team. They could be they could be scary good. Now, they got some question marks on their offensive line. We'll see what happens with that. All right, number six, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're going to challenge for the division crown. I think that the moves that they made were solid. They added some more pieces on the offense. They added Todd Munkin as their offensive coordinator, which I think will change their offensive scheme. I think Lamar Jackson's happy because he's got his contract. I like John Harbaugh a lot as a coach. I think he's going to have him ready to play. I'll tell you what, you couldn't, you know, if you told me that the Baltimore Ravens were one of the last couple teams in the AFC all said and done, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, moving on, number five overall, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, a lot of this has to do with Joe Burrow's health. Joe Burrow's health, pardon me. Now, I think they're ready to take the next step. They got a killer left tackle. They stole him away from Kansas City. I think they got great pieces. And I think that they're ready to make the move. They've challenged KC over and over again. If you told me that they were the team representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, but there's another team in their way, and that is number four overall. That's the Miami Dolphins. Now, I am drinking the Miami Dolphin Kool-Aid. Mike McDaniel, big fan. You can tell me you can tell me until you're blue in the face about Tua Tua Tua. Listen. McDaniel follows what Shanahan does. If the if Tua probably runs the play that McDaniel wants with that amount of talented wide receivers and just everybody on that team offensively, they could be scary. Not only that, they got Vic Fangio on their defense now. I and that's just a killer get for them. I, you know, Fangio, you can have your opinions about, but when he's a defensive coordinator, he seems to figure it out and put his guys in position to make plays and do well. Number three overall, San Francisco 49ers. I think that they could have been two. I, I struggled with them be, being three, but here's the deal. The problem is right now is the quarterback play. Can Brock Pete, Purdy repeat? It's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, the one thing I have been figuring and the one thing that I've been hearing in my gut since they got him last year is I think Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback that leads this team into the playoffs. I think Purdy might play for a little bit. I'm not convinced that he's fully healthy. Maybe he is on that arm that got injured. But I'll tell you what, Sam Darnold's talented. And Sam Darnold and a Kyle Shanahan offense, it could be, it could be the biggest get that, they've, that, they, that they got. And it could be the biggest get that anybody got this last offseason. I just, it's something about it just screams to me huge. So there you go. You had it. I'm saying Sam Darnold's going to be quarterback in that team right into the playoffs and probably to the championship game. Okay, number two, Philadelphia Eagles. They didn't lose so many pieces. They definitely lost some pieces in the secondaries, lost some pieces in the middle, uh, linebacking core. But come on, look at their defensive line. They added, look at their offensive uh, line is stacked. Jalen Hurts p- played his butt off in the Super Bowl. Easily could have been the MVP of that Super Bowl if they won. Uh, they they are just pointing up. Yeah, they lost their offensive and defensive coordinator, but Nick Sirianni is the is the is the st- straw that stirs that drink in Philly, and I think they're going to be just fine. All right, and then very uh, very top of the list. Last team on the power rankings, or I'm sorry, last team I'm talking about, first team in the power rankings, Kansas City Chiefs. 
I'm worried about the Chris Jones factor. Very much so. I'm worried about the Chris Jones factor. I think that they're going to end up paying him and he'll probably be back by week three or four. Uh, Travis Kelsey just got hurt. A little worried about that too. But you know what? Until (laughs) you show me that Mahomes can't figure things out, they are the top team in the league. I mean, that Patrick Mahomes, watching him on that quarterback series, once again, uh, you're welcome, Netflix, giving you a little bit of free uh, advertisement here, was just killer. It was just amazing to watch him. So we're going to move right along and jump right in here. And we're going to go over our playoff teams and then I'll give you my AFC and NFC championship teams as well as my Super Bowl teams and winner. Okay. So, let's start off with the AFC. We'll go for the AFC North. I predict that the Cincinnati Bengals will win the North. In the South, I predict that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the the representer there. The AFC East, Miami Dolphins. And the AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Now for our three wildcard teams. You got the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. You got the Baltimore Ravens. And oh, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going Pittsburgh Steelers. Notice one team was left out of there. And yes, that is the Buffalo Bills. That's my big, big uh, hot take, if you will, for this offseason. I just, if you if you tell me to compare the Buffalo Bills roster to the Miami Dolphins roster, I take the Miami Dolphins roster all the way. If you compare the Buffalo Bills roster to the New York Jets roster, I'm taking the Jets roster all the way. Now, you're, like, you're right. Josh Allen's a big factor. It just seems like they maybe hit their ceiling, and they didn't really do anything to bring in new pieces to push them over the ceiling. It seems that they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just make this work. Oh, yeah, no, let's just run it back. Guys, you can't just keep running it back. Ask the LA Rams how that how that worked out for them. You got to add some pieces. Well, ask the LA Rams too. They added pieces and that pushed them over the hump. So that's my big take. Ball, uh, Buffalo Bills are outside looking in on the playoffs. Okay, let's go to the NFC. NFC North, I'm picking... The Green Bay Packers to win that one. Now I'm not believing the Detroit Lions hype uh, hype train. I think the Detroit Lions are a heck of a team, but this is not a great division. And just something tells me that the at the end of the day, the Green Bay Packers are going to win this division. Now they could be winning this division at ten and seven, but they're going to be the ones uh, representing in the playoffs from the NFC North. Okay, NFC South. We got the New Orleans Saints. I just think that they're the cream of the crop of that division. That I just, I'm not a big believer in any of the other teams. NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said, they haven't fallen off that much. They're still ready to go. All right. So now we have in the NFC West, we have the 49ers winning that division. I'm a big Niners believer, as you could probably tell from some of my power rankings. So now here we go. Okay. And then now let's go over our three wild cards. I got the Dallas Cowboys. Just too much talent on that team. I think you can't deny that they're going to get in the playoffs. And they're dying to get into the playoffs. Next up, I got the Seattle Seahawks. They had a heck of a season last year. I, they, You know what? There's not too many other teams that play and are coached as well or put together as the Seattle Seahawks right now in the NFC. Sorry to say. The NFC is a weak conference. And the Seahawks are in. All right. My last one. Where are we going? 
We're going NFC East. Yes. But I'm taking the Washington Commanders to get into the playoffs over the New York Giants. So the Commanders are your last team in for the playoffs on the NFC side. And then AFC Championship. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Miami Dolphins. NFC Championship. I got the 49ers playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, big one, Super Bowl time. Who do we got? I got the Kansas City Chiefs playing the 49ers. A little repeat from a couple years ago, but this time I got the 49ers win the whole thing. Kyle Shanahan is he's too smart of a coach. I think if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt last year, I think they would have won that game, and I think they would have given the Chiefs a heck of a time in the in the Super Bowl. I think this is the year they get over the hump. 49ers is are your winners. So, once again, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PG Janky. I'm going to be doing this weekly. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk soon. Hey, thanks a lot, guys.